Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Yeah, you know, I don't... All right, we're good. Everybody's good. All right. Hallelujah. Also, Paul said something. Uh... This one thing I have learned, with all of his knowledge, some people believe he was the greatest philosopher genius of his time, but he says, one thing I have learned, leave those things that are behind and press on to to the onward calling of Christ. That's like an upward and onward calling. Oh, can I get a tissue, please? Does somebody have one? Uh, Yeah, I just got convicted. Oh, there we go. I got it, Ben. Thank you for the run, though. Yeah, uh, got to get, um, get the gum out. On the way over here, my wife said, take the gum out of your mouth. I said, where have I heard this one before? All right. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, apostle. Pressing on, pressing on. Many times we have a little problems getting on. Because of the things we already think we know. You know, they become uh, blocks. They become places that has walled us in because of our knowledge or things that we've heard in the past. And, and it's not your fault. Many of those things were just taught to us by other people. Well-meaningful, wrong as they could be. It doesn't matter. Uh, but, and the only way we can actually be clear about going upward and onward in Christ is to have an ability to hear His voice. That's it. I mean, this Bible has been the, uh, the King James Version was the uh, platform from which the Jehovah's Witnesses were started, the Mormons, all the great cults, you know, in Christendom were started by. So, the, you know, but nobody's hearing his voice or those things would have never happened. You understand what I'm talking about? Now, those are just the beginnings of things, but as a kingdom people, absolutely essential, hearing his voice. And, and being able to believe that we can hear his voice. You know, and this is what I want to I impress upon everyone here. You can, look at me, you can hear his voice. And if you've already been able to hear his voice, you can go deeper in the understanding of what that voice is saying. Because what he said yesterday is not necessarily what he's going to say tomorrow or right now. But there is a place where we need to just come before him every day and let his voice speak to us. The same thing we hear yesterday may be the same thing we hear today, but have a different meaning. In the parables that Christ taught us to pray, Matthew chapter 13, these were parables of the kingdom. And he said, a man went out and sowed seed and, you know, it fell into stony ground, fell into good ground, fell into... Th- And he said, of course, the seed is what? The word of God. Good. Somebody read that. (laughs) And then he tells a series of parables. Then he came to another one. He says, there was a sower, and he went out and sowed seed. And at night, the bad guy came around and planted tares with it. What was the seed? The sons of the kingdom. Now, what is seed? Is it, come on, is it the word? Is it the sons? 
Well, you don't know unless you can hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you to understand even what the Word of God is saying to us. And that's what's absolutely essential because what he said at one time in his Word, he says in another place, and they have two different meanings because the Spirit of God is saying two different things. What he said yesterday and what he might say today isn't a contradiction. He's just moving us onward and upward in Christ. Are we okay? I want to help you here today with this one, if you allow me to. Uh, Here's how I work. You eat the meat, throw the bones away. All right? Just eat the meat and throw the bones away. Uh, And I think we're going to do okay with this thing. All right, let me get this thing rolling here. Hebrews chapter 1. If I can get Hebrews in. Golly, I knew this would screw me up. Give me your Bible, Ben. Is this one of these Bibles that got half the Gospels missing out of it? No. (laughs) I remember that. That's right. It's awful small print for a guy my age. You know that, don't you? Yeah, oh, you're going to let me bow you? (laughs) No, I'm good. (laughs) God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers, long time ago, before before Christ, in the prophets and in many portions, in many ways, in these last days. Now, I don't know about when the last days were then, but we're obviously in the last days now and even closer to whatever that day is, has in these last days spoken to us through the Son. Through the Son. Not through the Bible, but through Him. We must become a people who can begin to hear His Word, come together with it. I'll tell you what, who knows how to work an iPad? Get me back in the... Can somebody work this thing? You know how to do this? Where's... Oh, Jeff. I just want to get this thing back into into the scriptures here, okay? You can figure it out, and then you can give it to me, so I can use that thing later on. Thank you. In the, uh, so in the Old Testament, it was very clear. You know, the prophets would hear, and they would speak to the people, and be very clear, repent, you know, or God's going to destroy us, and he destroyed them if they did. In the New Testament, everything changes. In the New Testament, Christ said, pray your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. It's not talking about just getting the right information or having the uh, understanding of what's going to happen to the world or how the end of the world is going to come. This is how we interpret most of what's going on. We want to know exactly what it's saying. But it's not that way any longer. He speaks to us through his son, by his spirit, we begin to get the information that we need. So in the New Testament, we start out, we have tongues. But tongues are what? A mystery. So we have interpretation of tongues. That clears up some of the mystery. Then we got prophets, prophecy. Then we have prophets come through. Some of the prophets are more confusing than tongues. (laughs) Don't go throwing stones at anybody here now. But we need to have... In our hearts and lives, what is God saying? Because just because the prophet doesn't understand what he's saying doesn't mean that you can't. 
dreams and visions. We hear from God. I mean, our dreams are crazy. And we, sometimes we take them too literally. I mean, we have some really wild, crazy dreams. You know, maybe in your dream you're over there cutting heads off babies or something. You know what I mean? You go, oh, no, I couldn't have never done that. Oh, God, forgive me, whatever it is. <laughs> These are signs and symbols. Did you get it yet? God bless you. And so what we have here is the need to begin to hear and understand even what we dream. To have an understanding of these things. Book of Revelation. If you've got your scriptures, you can turn with me chapter 1. See if he fix this for me. you got Revelation 1 for me. <laughs> no, I can read your Bible. And it's the revelation of who? It's not of the Antichrist or, you know, the coming destruction of the universe of Jesus Christ. This is him revealing himself to us, Yeshua the Christ. It's all he wants to do. It's the last book of the scriptures, and he gave it to us, and it's the only book that in the New Testament where God actually says, John, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> write this down. And it didn't matter if you wrote it down, you still didn't understand it. But everything is there, and we've got all kinds of drama going on in here. We've got thrones, but are they really speaking of a big gold throne? Are there 24 elders? Are there really 24 of them up there? How about the beast with four faces, you know? A man, an eagle, an oxen, a lion. That's kind of crazy stuff. Christ coming back, he's got, on a white horse, right? He's got a sword in his mouth, and he's defeating everyone. I mean, it's just, can't you see them just kind of whipping that thing? It's not. So what we actually are seeing isn't actually what is being meant. But it's open for the interpretation of the Holy Spirit in order to teach us what these things are. Amen. Okay, everybody look at me for a minute. I'm going to tell you a truth that you've got to get. You can understand the book of Revelation. You don't believe that. Nobody. He's the only, Ben's the only one that thinks he can do it. He, he can do anything. You really can. It isn't that cryptic. As all as you have to know is that it's not written... As uh, maybe Hal Lindsey said, the late great planet Earth, you know, Satan is alive in planet Earth. You know, all that stuff that went, hey, what is God saying to you? I have found a long time ago, nobody can teach me how to hear the voice of God. And I cannot go to somebody to hear the voice of God for me. I can get counsel. I'm open to that. But it's got to bear witness to something I have. We all can hear. Somebody's saying here, I can hear. I can hear. <laughs> okay, that was good. Yeah. Wow, I was impressed. Some of you got to pick this up. <laughs> and so it's a revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him. He didn't give it to you, did he? Just let that one sink in. The revelation of who Christ is, he gave to Christ, of who he is to be revealed. This isn't that hard. This isn't rocket science. To show his bondservants, you don't have to be an intellectual. You don't have to go to Bible school. They'll get you all screwed up on this stuff. Trust me, I tried. <laughs> he showed his bondservants. The bondservants is the doula. So did the uneducated lowest servant of the house. Yeah. He was property. 
Didn't have an education, didn't have nothing, but he could know what the voice of God is saying. You know what's good about a bond servant? He don't have any other interests other than serving. And he has the ability to hear. There's no other interest. There's no other position he's looking for. He's not trying to work his way up the ladder, trying to become an apostle. So all he has to do is hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. He gave him to show to his bondservants the things which must shortly take place. And he sent and communicated. This is a New American Standard, I can tell, because that's wrongly translated. Uh, by the way, I like the New American Standard. It has always been my favorite. But on this one, they got it wrong. The word in there is actually a special word. It's beyond communication. It's, uh, it's a word called, and, and, and the King James properly translates it, signified. He signified it. The word signified is taken from the Greek word, and he's talking about this thing is going to come to you. He's going to show you everything about the revelation of Christ through picture form things that don't make any sense. Yeah. And you're going to need the voice of God yeah. to show you how to do it. The whole book yeah. is written that way. Wow. It's not about the end time. It's not about the fall and the rise of governments. It's not about any of that stuff. Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you ultimately what it's about. It's about the destruction of your flesh and the resurrection of you to be a king and a priest. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. To be situated in such a way, to be ordained with such a clarity of holiness, of separation unto Christ, that you can rule and reign in Him. You know, Romans, we wrongly interpret Romans chapter 8, where it says we're looking, you know, all the earth is awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. It doesn't say that. It says all creation. Ain't just this little ball of water in it. The whole kit and caboodle. As far as that Hubble telescope could see and beyond that. All right, how many of you are ready to do that? And the only thing getting in the way is your flesh. So he has come to bring us to a place where we can, he can take his word and signify it to us. Feel the grace of God begin to come into us. Begin to sanctify our souls and transfer us into a deeper glory, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, upward and onward, in Christ Yeshua. Hallelujah. I want to touch on a book of the Old Testament that we have to have understanding for in order for us to understand what it's talking about. And it, we call it the Song of Solomon. And if you have your scriptures, I'm just going to... I love to walk through this, but we ain't got enough time to do this. To, but I... It's just a, a book that I could never get through. I was always kind of like, oh boy. But here's the thing about the Song of Solomon. Actually, this is great because I'm, I'm a little weak these days. Have you put up with that with me after my two surgeries? Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down for a little bit and do a little of this. <laughs> But the Song of Solomon isn't, isn't really, first off, the title isn't the Song of Solomon. 
The title of it is the Song of Songs. Read the first verse. Song of Solomon's, which Solomon, blah, blah, blah. The Song of Songs says this. There's no greater song in the scriptures than this one. The Song of All Songs, not the Song of Moses, not the Song of the Lamb, not the Psalms of David, but right here, it's the greatest of all the songs. I think it'd be worth our while at least to ask God to help us to understand this. We okay? I want you to be able to look at some of the stuff that's awful scary on the surface and look beyond just the words it's saying and to begin to interpret by the symbols, the, the, the words that are there, what it is, what it is signified by. When you do that, you can, and forget about what everybody else taught you. Just let the Holy Spirit teach you this. The Song of Solomon is difficult because it doesn't have an ongoing pattern in the story. Now, chapter 1 doesn't leave off and start chapter 2 and there's like a connection. It's not. We see this Shulamite. She's not even from Jerusalem. She's from Lebanon. And she's in love. Let me know the kisses of his love. She starts out that way. And the intimacy, Ben's always talking about that. And this is what it's all about, the intimacy with Christ with this girl, this Shulamite. But who is she in love with? And I always thought it was Solomon. But I realized something. Solomon was never a shepherd boy. Solomon did not live up in the mountains with the sheep. There's another person in this we sometimes just overlook. And it's the shepherd. Solomon, I don't know about you, but Solomon is a poor representation of Christ, if you ever thought about it. He really was. I mean, you know, I mean, he had some great beginnings with Yahweh. Spoke to him, gave him wisdom beyond anybody else. Could rule kingdoms and worlds and wrote amazing stuff. But when it came to his own personal love life, he was all screwed up. says in 1 Kings chapter 11, he had 700 wives and 300 girls on the side. They call them concubines. He might have been a wise man, but I wouldn't have gone for him for marriage counsel. No, just go up and get another girl, you know, you'll fix this up. And if you don't work, go grab another one. And I mean, that's how he handled life, obviously. But he introduced idolatry into Jerusalem, which ultimately led to the split of the kingdom between Rehoboam and Jeroboam. It was all his fault. He did that. He, took a, he married Pharaoh's daughter and made her not just another wife, a queen. Built a palace for her as equivalent to his own palace. Put her in it. He married Moabites, which the Bible clearly says you were never, ever to integrate with them. He brought that in and he brought all kinds of stuff in. They were passing their sons and daughters through fire and all kinds of pagan stuff. By the time Solomon got, his heart was led away. He is not the kind of guy I would want. And and we see Solomon in this book. He's the one that's coming, it says, from the wilderness. Okay? 
he's, he's a man comes out of the wilderness. He doesn't have it together. Oh, he's got all his entourage and his swordsmen, and they're carrying him through, and, you know, and, and he's overwhelming this girl. This is like religion today. Yeah. It's got a lot of flashy stuff. It's got a lot of money. Yeah. It's got a lot of this, and it's trying to draw people into itself in any number it can. It has unlimited resources yeah. of the world. And even though she was enamored by Solomon and even went and got taken in, you know, she would never give himself to it because her mind was always drifting off to this one whom my soul loves, this shepherd boy. Chapter 2 there, it says that, uh, who is this coming? I think it's in chapter 2. Coming out from the mountains coming down from the mountains, the shepherd boy, coming to her, coming to her from the mountain. He's got the revelation from on high. This is how Christ is to us. And he's coming to us. And the only way she can, and she can understand what she's saying because, and, and, and Ben, I love this about you, and I, and I don't mean to puff you up or bring you, but you know what? You can never hear the voice of God without being in love with the God of the voice. Her love and her passion was never for the most wisest man in the world, the richest guy in the world, the guy who could run the whole the world's system through governments. It was for this shepherd boy whom her soul loved. This is the Christ. It says he just, she went and she, he's hidden in the secret cliffs. I had a friend of mine uh, his name was Wade Taylor. Uh, he was from Pinecrest Bible Training Center. That was about 20 miles from where I lived, and he used to come to our church and minister, and he, was, uh, he wrote a book, uh, The Secret of the Stairs, and it was about the Song of Solomon. I, uh, I never have read it. I just know I've heard everybody talk about it and everything so much. I probably ought to go get it. You can get it. But this is where he's talking about. It's in that secret place that we find him. Not in the palaces of religious systems. Not in what everybody else expects for you to do. Not everything that, you know, is the common ground of religion today, which is t tearing up this nation, not having enough power to do anything different. The place is going down the, to a rat's hole because nobody is hearing the voice. Nobody is being sanctified and separated unto the him whom my, my soul loves the desires of your true heart. I know in my heart of hearts, you all love Yeshua the Christ. Come on. I know that. But he would come to her. He'd bang on the door at night when she didn't expect him to come. And uh, she knew it was him. She called out. The door would open a little bit. He'd put his hand through the latch and she was saying, oh, man, I just took a shower, and I'm in bed, and I'm just all comfy, and it's warm, and I don't want to get up. And she, oh, well, I'll do it anyway. She gets to the door, and he's gone. Ah, oh, we see just, uh, you know what I mean? You don't poke around when God wants to speak. You know, just give him your time. He comes to her. And he speaks to us, and she puts her clothes on. She runs, puts the veil over her head. It's important she talks about that. And she runs into the city, 
And she runs into this watchman. She says, where is he whom my soul loves? And the watchman, they beat her. And the guys on the wall, the, the watchmen on the wall, they beat her and they abused her. They took her veil away, made her to look like a harlot of the night. They shamed her. Who are these? These are the, 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 those whom, listen, you go on to try to become something in Christ because you hear his voice and you f- go to somebody that you really respect as, quote, a man of God or a woman of God or here's some conference and they totally disagree with anything. They take you away. They make you feel ashamed that you ever heard of God like that. I'm here to say that you can hear from the Lord. Yes, you can. Many, most of the revelation that God wants to give us is stolen because of religion as surrounds us and we're almost yes, expected almost ex- to conform to this yes. awkward, uh, if I may use it, I don't mean it, this, this yeah. bastardization of what Christ is. Come on, Built together because of the harlotries yeah. of its ways. More like how Solomon would run the things than the shepherd of the good shepherd from above. She went through the night in shame and lost her shawl looking like that. Guess what? He found her. Now, a casual reading of the Song of Solomon, you probably wouldn't pick up a lot of this. You'd look through this thing and go, (laughs) okay, I know, I know, you're... You're breast of this and this, that, and that, and all everything else. But you know what? People in love. It, it's it, people in love. People in love, they hear something else. People in love, they don't, they don't take it as you're, 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 you know, you're trying to undress me with your eyes. People in love don't see it like that. People in love feel and know the heart of the Spirit. God, the person who you love, whom your soul loves. Hallelujah. But she keeps every so often drifting back to Solomon. You know what I mean? You get a little overwhelmed, your friends knock on your door. Hey, there's a meeting down there in Pensacola. You know, let's go to Pensacola. Let's go hear what God is saying. Why go? I've been to so many conferences, I'm more confused. You know what? Most of these guys, and I'm telling you, I've been around them, and I'm just saying that uh, they all get together and they preach one another's messages. They have special conferences that you can't go to. And they have some of the big shots. They get up and they speak. And then all these guys, they take this out. And that's their message for another couple of months. <coughs> this is what God is saying. And I believe God sends a deluding spirit into that Ooh, thing, just like it says in Thessalonians. Yay. Just to separate them from he who my soul loves. The beloved of my soul. The one whose voice I hear. The only one that I desire into my life. I'm trying to encourage you to desire, to believe you can hear from God. Because he, listen, loves you. People that love one another communicate. Right? You go to marriage counseling and you find out the number one reason people get to it. They're not talking anymore. 
Number one, people are in religion because they ain't hearing no more. They ain't talking anymore. It's, 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 it's one of those simple things that we've made so complicated, we think, ah, I can't understand Revelation. Forget the Song of Solomon. I'm too pure for that. <laughs> and so in chapter 6, we, where has my beloved gone? Where has she gone? Where? Where? Solomon says, when she leaves, come back, come back. How can I come back? I'm all done with the dances of two companies, he says. The dances is in the last verse of that chapter. The dancing with the worlds and the systems of the harlotries of Babylon and the religious systems of this world. And then going and having a dance with Christ. Chapter 7, she's rescued. Now we see her leaning on her beloved coming up from the wilderness from where she had spent some time away. And she is brought back. See this? It's not that hard. Stop believing what people have said and start reading and understanding what the Spirit of God is saying. You know, and, and understand what the that God is trying to bring every one of us into the depths of the Spirit so that we are becoming trained and, and inundated personally. See, you can't come to church and get sanctified. I'm completely convinced of that. Amen. You can come to here. I, I, the best thing we can get most of the time, and that's uh, God bless everything. Hey, by the way, I love this house. <laughs> we have been blessed with I, I kid you not, um, I've been around a lot of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Never one as young and as inexperienced as one who we have who hears what the Spirit of God is saying and brings it to us. He is more qualified to lead the kingdom of God and these guys would doctor this and doctor that after their name and big church this and that church that. Billions and millions of dollars. And I want you to know, I come here to hear what the Spirit of God's saying. And guess what? I get it. I'm hearing it. And God's, and you know, I can tell because when he says some certain things, you know, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal other things to me. It becomes like a pregnancy. It just begins to grow. And this thing begins to develop. I go home and say, God, can you help me become a better person out of this? Now, I don't know about this running thing. You know what I mean? I ran between two mailboxes the other day when I was out walking. I almost had to call my wife up on my phone and get, come get me, you know? But... Uh, I'm talking about the preaching of the word. <laughs> you, can, you can run all you want. I don't care. <laughs> Let me wrap it up here. How are we doing? I'll get you out of here early. Otherwise, you've got to wait in line at Chili's, you know. If we get out early, you can get there before the Baptist. <laughs> Nothing against the Baptist, but you know, they don't believe in hearing the voice of God. 
Those preachers, they say, you can't hear God's voice. You stick with the word. It's the inspired King James, you know. And, and, and you know, they preach. And I, I'm all for preaching the word. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. They, they tell their people, you don't want to listen to voices. You can't trust that. Ask them sometime, how do you know you were called to the ministry? Who told you you were called? If we don't hear the voice of God. Just a, just a simple question. I'm not trying to create problems, but... Uh, why not? <laughs> Go ahead, make my <laughs> anyway. Now, and I'm going to sh- share this. Ninety-nine uh, percent of the things that Yahweh will reveal to you has to do with the transformation of your personal soul. Yes. Hear me. If, if you start getting words for this person and that person, I mean, that's okay. I, I'm not, I'm not, but I'm here to say, you better be hearing about yourself. Yeah. Right. Because the transformation and the renewing of your mind is only by the work of the Holy Spirit. We are, we are to be not conformed to this world, but we are actually literally transformed by the renewing of our mind. And the scriptures, what do you mean the renewing of your mind? Well, have this mind in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Laid it all down in heaven. Came down and became a servant. Didn't try to become anything. Yes. Just wanted to be everything the Father told yes. him to be. Yes. Come on. Religion don't do that. Religion gives you degrees and money and religious big churches and brings you up the ladder. And, you know what I mean? Exploits people. Christ is all he wants is your heart. He wants your love. Because he loves you. And the voice of him who loves you is always speaking. And you have to hear that one who loves you. You say, Robert Allen, you don't know what I've been through. I know. Yes, I do. But I'm here to say he loves you. And I want you to know the tough times that he brings us through are important to get rid of some of that junk that you got in you. If I wasn't as mean as I was, God wouldn't have to use all that heroic surgeries and everything else to knock the sense into me. Why not? We're all going to die anyway, you know. Uh, you know, but we go through times of suffering. But who for the joy set before him endured the cross? The suffering and the shame. The way upward is the way downward. Not following the Solomon religious system of this world, but that shepherd who lives in the secret place at the top of the 12 steps. Father, help us. Help us to know. It's so simple to know your voice. Not to question your love or your grace that you have given to us. Today, I bless everyone in here with a fresh awakening in their lives that they they can hear your voice. They can understand things that happen to them. Their dreams will no longer be something of of terror to them in the night, but wisdom and revelation in the morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Show us. Show us through the signs and the symbols and the workings and how you are revealing things. Let your word become real. Let my friendships become real. Amen.
You know, I had a um, couple of illustrations. Remember I said here, everybody can hear God's voice? I don't, you don't even have to be saved to have that happen. That's right, you don't. I had a, a neighbor that was across the street from us. This was back in 1980-something. We lived on Lydia's. We were still in the Assemblies of God at the time. And uh, I t- we tried witness to them. They didn't have anything to do with us. But uh, one day, uh, she used to get in her car every morning at 6 o'clock. And her husband used to, she used to get there. And she'd have to back out and pull out into the street. And she'd be off to work at 6 in the morning. And this is in the summertime one day. And uh, she gets in her car, starts the thing up, ba ba boom, boom. And she puts it in gear. And all of a sudden, she stopped. This is a woman without Christ. Put the thing in park. She got out of her car and walked around the back of her car and looked, and there was a two-year-old baby from across the street that got out of the house and was sitting right behind the wheels of that vehicle. And the reason I know about that, because she let out a scream that terrified her. I mean, what could possibly have happened? She thought all of a sudden the reality of this. How did she know to stop and get out? Who told her? Was it the devil? Was it, or we say, well, that was intuition. Well, where does that come from? I was in Japan when I was in the Navy. I was a drunk. Now I'm just walking around the streets. Is all that connected somehow? And they drive on the left side of the road over there, too. Except their, their sidewalks and their curbs and their streets are like one. You know, so I'm in Sasebo, Japan, and it's just natural, you know, to step off the curb. You turn and you look one way. And I was, I turned and I looked one way, and I was just about to turn off, and I said, I better not. And I turned around, and a bus went boom. I was up on this. One other, share one more thing. I was working at Roblin Steel Corporation. I was an electrician. First day on the job, got this amazing job as an electrician there. I worked with one of the best electricians I ever worked with, Monty Zielinski, I remember his name. And he said, it's a day shift, and they used to work 24-hour shifts, so the night shift would work, and then whatever didn't finish up, we'd come in and finish up during the daytime. And, and uh, they had this huge compressor motor they were going to change. They had this big squirrel cage. Maybe Glenn knows what I'm talking about when I say squirrel cage motor. They were as tall as the ceiling. It ran high voltage, 4160, 4,160 volts with all the switch gear and everything else. This thing was outdated. They were getting rid of it. We were putting screw compressors in and stuff like that. And so our job was to start dismantling all the switch gear and everything. And so my first day on the job, the cabinet is open, have my tool pouch there, my, and he says, we got to pull these bus bars out of here. And I got these wrenches in my hand, and I says, I says, the power off? And he says, yeah, you can't open up these doors unless... Well, the night shift jimmied this because they were taking voltage checks, the emergency whistle ran because one of the furnaces went down. They had to leave that, left the door open, the power on. And just before I was, honestly, when I say this, I put wrenches in my hand because I want to be, you know, right on top of the job here. You got to get these things off and show them that I can do this stuff. And Monty says, stop. He gets up and he walks around a corner and kaboom, turns the power off. I was that far away from becoming... You'd have never known who was preaching today. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God other people can hear from God on our behalf. <laughs> people, anybody can hear from God. These are unbelievers. 
And if they can, you know why they can hear so simply like that? And no, they weren't, nobody was getting voices like, turn the power off, get out of the car, look behind it. It's just that, that still small voice. Everybody, hey, if I asked you, I'll bet you everyone in here has had one of these experiences where something really bad would have happened if you didn't just stop and consider. Now, you didn't, may not have heard a voice, but it was just something that you said, I don't know. That's the voice of God. Has in these last days spoken to us by his son. Leading of the spirit. It's not, don't, don't start looking for, you know, Robert Allen, I want you to do this. Forget that kind of sound. If, if he does that, I know something's wrong, that I, I'm not hearing him very clearly, and I'm in real big trouble. That's when he uses that kind of language on me, you know, when he has to do something really heroic so I don't destroy myself and people around me. But, the, but he wants to teach us the sounds of the kingdom, the song, the songs of the kingdom, the voice of the beloved. He who loves you with an everlasting love. Know that he loves you. Oh, he loves us with an everlasting love. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. Love the Lord your God. Love him. Love him back. Search for him whom your soul loves. Because he lives inside of you. That's who he is. And he's in your spirit. And your soul is all screwed up because of the fall. But you know, he loves and he's bringing your soul into the communion of transformation of the renewing of the mind by the Spirit of God. And he's washing you away and he's cleansing you and he's making you something that you could never have become without him. A new creation, old things passing away, all things becoming new. Hallelujah. That's all I want. I don't want to be anything else. If I, if I never ever preach again, I'm okay with that. But since I came here today, I'm going to afflict you with the same stuff I've been afflicted. <laughs> so at least you understand what's happening out there. Voice and the sounds of the kingdom make you to become everything God wants his beloved to become. Washed in the water of his word. Sanctified. Made holy and pure the bride. Amen. Yes, amen. Amen. I haven't, I got I to gotta find my off switch. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.